tail, you nostalgic beignets. Welcome to 9021 Here We Go, the podcast that takes a look at each episode of the Beverly Hills 90210 franchise from Fox to the CW. Because of New Orleans, the beignets. You know, right, always, right. That's always a, eating it's beignets. Yeah. One of us is a 9021 there. expert, <laughs> the other is a 9021 novice. I'm Kendra Mickles, and I'm seeing these episodes for the first time. I'm Nick Gunning, and I've seen them all. Our show is brought to you by the Radio Meanwhile Network. Other shows on the network include This Endorian Life, 90s Music Got Me Like, and Previously on X-Men. Share your thoughts on this and upcoming episodes by following us on Facebook or X at Here We Go Pod. And please rate, subscribe, and share the show wherever you get your podcasts. Kendra, I want you to know um, my full dedication to this show. I actually got the terrible cold that Valerie and Kelly have in this episode because I wanted to really... Yeah, you went method. I wanted, yeah, I wanted to know what they were going through. So today's episode is brought to you by cough drops, Kendra. Cough drops. <laughs> Use all anyway. the cough drops you need. That's right. Today we're discussing Beverly Hills 90210 season seven, episode 28, All That Jazz, which is funny because All That Jazz is a song from the musical Chicago. And this is yeah. a New Orleans <laughs> set. Thing, yeah, it's fine. And there's very little jazz in the episode. There's, no, there's say. not much jazz. No, not much jazz. So, more like no. All right, let let's <laughs> tune in to CUTV. This year, you can replay each day at five right here on your very own news network, CUTV. This episode originally aired on April thirtieth, nineteen ninety seven. No birthdays, but one death to mention, May 4th, Alvy Moore, best known for playing Hank Kimball on Green Acres, died at 75. I loved Green Acres. I was watching Green Acres about the time I would have been watching this episode and even sooner because Green Acres was in a tight rotation on Nick at Night. Uh, and I mm. loved it. Do you know Green Acres at all? Oh, yes. Love Green Acres. Okay. My Green brother Acres. actually is the one who liked it first and then he okay. was like you haven't seen green acres yeah. and he showed it to me so, so great eddie eddie elber Jaja gabor ava gabor one of the gabors i have a cold what do you expect it's a gabor it's a gabor of some kind it's ava movies may 2nd austin powers international man of mystery with mike myers and elizabeth hurley hit theaters and the world was never the same kendra you probably would have been too young to see austin powers and it's a uh... It's initial run here. Did, have you seen Austin Powers? Do you do you care for Austin Powers? I <laughs> I don't Kendra. care for Austin Powers. Okay. I've seen I've seen the first one. Okay. And I've seen the beginning of the second one. <laughs> um but but yeah, it's just it's just not for me. It's just not my kind of humor. I get it. I get it. I was uh you know, I was 14 I guess when this movie came out and I watched it and I was like this might be too naughty for me. <laughs> but I but I watched it anyway. I did have it on VHS, uh, and I watched all the others as they came out. I was a big Austin Powers fan in the '90s. I haven't rewatched it in a long time. Not sure how well it holds up, but when it hits, it hits. I know that. <laughs> Breakdown with Kurt Russell also premiered. Oh my gosh, do you remember this movie? I don't. This movie, maybe I just need to watch it because it really has haunted me since I saw these trailers. I've never seen it. It's Kurt Russell, and he and his wife were like, I think this is the movie driving down the road, they have a breakdown and then like a semi comes and they're like, well, somebody has got to stay with the car and somebody needs to ride into town and like get help. So she rides into town and he stays with the car. I know a terrible idea. And uh, then it's like, finally he gives up because nobody ever comes back and he walks into town. And everybody's like, man, what are you talking about? We don't know anything about it. And that's all I know. Cause I never watched the movie. That sounds good. I know. You should watch it. I guess. Commandments, starring Aiden Quinn and Courtney Cox. I don't know. 
I've never heard of this. I don't know. TV, May 7th, Martin Lawrence's sitcom Martin aired its finale, ending its five-season run. (laughs) Did you watch? I know the answer. Did you watch Martin? Uh, No, I didn't. I did. I did watch a lot of Martin. He played a lot of different characters. There was like Shanae and all these. It was very funny. It was a good time. Good time. I haven't watched it since, but I did love it. I probably know quotes from it, but I've never actually watched it. Yeah, I love Martin Lawrence. I've weirdly never seen Bad Boys. Well, on the top oh, of the yeah. Martin Lawrence. Never seen any of the Bad Boys movies. Have you? Me either. Okay. No. Nope. Movie night. <laughs> May 5th, Paul McCartney released the album Flaming Pie. Wow. The album was certified gold and peaked at number two on the UK and US Billboard charts. I, I love this album. Do you, you, you probably have heard, I don't know, Flaming Pie or Beautiful Night or... Calico Skies, Little Will, a lot of good, a lot of good ones on this. It's uh, Ringo Starr plays drums on it and they do some stuff together on it. Really great album. My students and I were arguing today about whether Paul McCartney was actually alive or whether hmm. it was not actually Paul McCartney who's still oh. alive to this they, day. Oh, so not the whole Paul is dead thing. They just think that Paul died and, and one of the others... And was and he no they well not not all of them one of them thinks Paul died and was replaced by oh. a, a lookalike Paul is a dead man miss him miss him yeah yeah it's a deep cut yep yep May six middle of nowhere the debut album from Hanson was released yeah. it went four times platinum in the U S and featured the hit single Mbop yeah. Yeah, Love it. I think you guys I think you guys talk. I think you used my comment when you guys did this in 90s music got me like, but I just remember so clearly Hanson coming on everything. I was so stupid. This like little boy band. And then they were the guest star on Saturday Night Live. And they did they did Umbop with like the full band. And I was like, oh, crap, do I love this? And I do. <laughs> I do. Yeah. I just lean into that. I think. Yeah, I know. All right, Nick, take us beyond the zip code. Okay. In 2022, 902.0 alum David Lasher, who recurred as Kyle Connors, launched the podcast Hey Dude, the 90s Called with his Hey Dude co-star, Christine Taylor. They talk about Hey Dude, which is like the first live action Nickelodeon show. Did you ever bump into Hey Dude at all? I know what it is, but I've never seen it. They just worked on a dude ranch and that was it. And But I loved it and I was very invested into their lives and relationships. Uh, so they talk a little bit about that, but the podcast is more just about like the nineties. And so they have different guests, like people they worked with or like they did one with Melissa Joan Hart or whatever, but it kind of spun out of the, um, 902 and OMG podcast that Tori Spelling and Jenny Garth do because David Lasher was on to talk about his episodes as Kyle. And then he like guest hosted for a week and then he was like, we should do this. And so he and Christine Taylor did it, but I just listened to the Jason Priestley episode and it was tons of fun. And I know Jenny Garth has done one too, but I haven't uh, listened to that one yet, but it's a fun show. Fun. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's look at our synopsis for all that jazz. Kelly and Valerie are sick and Brandon is stuck taking care of them both. Meanwhile, Steve and Claire attend a special ceremony honoring the Hartley house with Samantha and Chancellor Arnold. But when things cool between their parents, it starts to affect their relationship as well. Finally, David whisks Donna off to New Orleans for the night, but it doesn't end how he hopes. And Donna misses an important deadline at CU. Madness. When she had that deadline and he was like, we'll just fly across the country for one night. And she's like, okay. All right. Such a bad decision. (laughs) All right. Nick, who's living in Beverly Hills? 
Today's episode was directed by Larry Inch and written by Phil Sabbath. Recurring players include real-life married couple, Nicholas Pryor as Chancellor Arnold, and Christine Belford as Samantha Sanders. You know, I was watching this episode, and the credits were rolling. In the opening, when it was listing the the people right on the, on the screen, it said Christina Belford. So, ah. guess just a little typo, like that time Jenny Garth's name had a Y in it for no reason. Ah. Same, same thing. Final appearance of Julie Nathanson as Ellen Fogarty. Total of five episodes. And what a, like... Again, I'm all about taking the people that we have that we know who are on campus and putting them in different things. But she's done five episodes. And every time I'm like, who is this? Who is it? Who? I'm trying to think right now who it is. I think in this episode, she gave she gave the presentation that we saw. And the, oh, and the okay. you know, Langley was like, you're, you're a dumb idiot, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, also final appearance of Michael D. Roberts as Martin Burns. Few recurring players here. New Olivia Brown as the grumpy Professor Langley. I knew her instantly. I was like, "Who is this? I know who this is." She played Star on Lois and Clark. She was like, they tried for like four episodes. They're like, Lois and Clark have a wacky neighbor named Star, and she's psychic and does weird things. And then they were like, "Cut it. We don't. It's not working." But that was her. <laughs> she was also on Hill Street Blues and Designing Women. Did I mention I have a cold, Kendra? Because it's a uh, you did. You it's did. It's getting the better of me. Uh, Corn Nemec as Derek Driscoll. He was best known for his roles in Webster, which I watched, and the title character in Parker Lewis Can't Lose, which was such a thing, like when it was on, and I was just a little too young for it, and I never have watched it, so I can't, I can't give any context on it, but it's a fact. He was Parker Lewis. Uh, we have Gregory White. He was the host of the, I don't know, the thing honoring the Hartley House, because you, you often throw right. galas just to yeah. honor... Uh, a sitcom, a family sitcom, you know? I was trying to think, like, what today would that be? That'd be, like, Full House? Like, if I if they threw Maybe. A, a gala yeah, to well, honor I mean, Full House? I don't know if they're still doing it, but, like, when TV TV Land was doing, like, the TV Land Awards and it was recognizing, like, old stuff. So, maybe you know, something like that. But, anyway, uh, my man Gregory White will pop up again on Melrose Place. He was also on Golden Girls and Parks and Rec. Nice. Uh, Nick, this is so off topic. Oh Feel gosh. free to cut it out. No, give it to me. I heard that you're reading Fourth Wing. Yeah. What do you mean you heard? You're on Goodreads. I didn't see that. Oh, yeah, I am. I'm reading Fourth Wing. I was Wing. texting your wife today, and I was like, yeah. add Fourth Wing to your to-read list. And she was yeah. like, Nick's reading that. I am. How far in are you? Uh, You know, probably about 100 pages, 10 chapters or okay. so, something like that. What is, what's your feel so far? I'm I'm liking it. I mean, it, to me, it reads kind of like, um, you know, when, when we had that like YA explosion with like Hunger Games and Divergent and all that. It kind of reads like that. Only they left all the like swearing and violence and sex in, you know? Yeah, that's exactly how my husband described it. And he okay. hasn't even read it. <laughs> OK, but I it's mean, it's very I, divergent in the beginning. Like yeah. it kind of moves away from that, but yeah. it feels like divergent in the very beginning. I mean, I you know, I don't say that as like a, a negative. I just think like people who were the right age for Hunger Games now, I think, have, like, aged up into a book like this. Yeah. So I think it's smart. I like it. I like yeah. it so far. Didn't like, and this is going to break your heart, but I didn't like The Housemaid. Oh, really? Yeah, I thought, yeah, I just thought it felt like, I don't know, like a dime store gone girl or something. It just didn't, like, mm. I knew where we were going, you know, and then, like, we went there, and then it went, you know, some places that I didn't expect, but still, I was kind of like, whatever and i don't know that i want to read a sequel have you read the sequel i haven't read the sequel but i i okay. loved the first were, one yeah so. yeah yeah i know you did yeah 
Yeah. And I, you know, I mean, I, I read both this and fourth wing because they're like so popular. So I'm, I'm a library director if people have forgotten this fact, but um, <laughs> fourth wing and housemaid have been like, you, you just can't get them. Like you put a hold on them and it's like, wait three weeks or something like that. They're just impossible to get. So I was like, I gotta More get on this train. Weeks. I gotta see. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 I gotta get on this train and see what people are doing. So I I'm just, kind of really I like just bought Iron. I as of recording, Iron Flame just came out last week, and I just went and bought it because I was yeah. like, I'm not waiting. I can't wait. I did, I did buy Fourth Wing because I was like, I don't want to be this behind, so I just need a copy. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It does like get it. it does get spicy towards <laughs> at some oh, point. I, like, okay. I can already, I yeah, I, I can didn't already know if feel you knew that that was gonna some happen. of the interactions. I'm like, oh, this is gonna get real. <laughs> Yeah, it is. This is going to get Melrose Placey. So, yes. Yeah. Divergent. Yeah. The Divergent series got a little sexy, but it mm. was the only one of that like, you know, that genre when it was all happening. That yeah. Kind of went there, but I assume this will go there more. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Okay. 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 Anyway. Okay. We're back on topic yeah. now. Yeah. Let's yeah. Dive into the episode. Okay. We start at Kelly Donna Claire's. David calls to see what Dawn is doing, and she has just finished her business class project that she has yeah. been working on for weeks. Um, and she's very happy. And David says, "Okay, well, to celebrate, I have an all-expense-paid trip for us to New Orleans. Uh-huh. So here we go. Let's go get on a plane." And at first, Donna says, "Well, I have to present tomorrow. Like, I can't." go to new yeah. orleans tonight um but he talks her into it he said apparently he was going there to meet with monica's people yeah yeah for like the, for the, the singer monica yeah. okay yeah. um yeah. and they've comped this whole trip like hotel yeah. food carriage ride like all of it is yeah paid for so donna yeah. eventually agrees to go and and the last thing we see we keep we see this several times is him just like getting out a box of condoms <laughs> really? and just looking yeah. at them. And they want you to know he has condoms. <laughs> he has condoms. I feel like this episode, like we had that conversation. I don't know if it was the last episode where Don is kind of like feeling jealous of the others. Cause like they have an intimacy that we don't have and all that, but it feels like at some point they must've had a conversation where Don is like, you know what? Let's give this a shot. Yeah. That's how they treat it in this episode. Well, we never got that conversation. I know. Well, cause at this point I'm like, He's going to spring this on her? Like, right. at what point did we say yes to this? Right. But I don't think that's, I don't know if it's like a deleted scene or if they're just kind of like, well, that conversation was enough. But it felt it like wasn't. a bit of a leap. It wasn't. Enough. No, it wasn't. It definitely wasn't. Yeah. What is this? The fourth wing? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Nick. After the intro, we go to the Walsh house where Kelly is feeling under the weather. She's caught the uh, the flu yeah, that's going around campus. I get it. I know. I, knock on wood, have not gotten sick yet this school yeah. year. Uh, yeah. My Eric just got his booster shots over the weekend, so he was right. like out all weekend. Yeah. And I don't know when I'm going to get mine. But anyway, um, yeah. <laughs> Kelly wants to... She's like, I'm going to go home. Like, I'm really grouchy when i'm sick yeah. which who isn't but brain is like no no you stay here i'll make you tea i'll take care of you okay kendra this is just like a weird production thing that was driving me crazy but in this bedroom which i assume is like the master bedroom to the behind the the bed like to the left there's like what looks like a door with like glass panels and it just has like it's kind of whited out and behind it you see like leaves and stuff as if it's like an external door 
And the whole time I was just like, this makes no sense. Like, unless there's some weird balcony out there, it makes no sense. Because they're in like a second floor bedroom and it's just a flimsy little like internal kind of door, but it clearly leads to the outside. And I was like, why wouldn't you just make it a closet? Like, I, I don't know. Apparently this didn't affect you, but every time I was in this room, I was like, there's that stupid door. I'm going to have to go watch it again because I don't remember that at all. Yeah, it's no good. It's no good. Brandon finds Steve in the kitchen singing the Hartley House theme song. Such a catchy yeah. tune. <laughs> and uh, Steve reminds Brandon that his mom is flying in because I forget. It's the Institute of TV and Broadcasting Hall of Fame is, I guess, yes. inducting the the Hartley House, which makes more sense than just like, okay. like throwing a, a gala. Fame, sure. Yeah. TV Hall of Fame. Yeah. Yeah. So Steve's mom's flying in. He's very excited about that because she's been in New York. Valerie enters the kitchen and guess what? She too has caught the flu. She is also sick. And Mm -hmm. she's very upset to hear that Kelly is also sick and they're going to have to, you know, be sick in the same house. I guess. And Brandon says, hey, well, at least now you can't say that Kelly never gave you anything. Yeah. In business class, the girl we assume is Ellen Fogarty is giving is, yes. her presentation. She mm-hmm. seems she seems, you know, pretty confident about it, but as soon as she's yeah. done, Professor Langley just rips her a new one. I mean, she <laughs> goes she to really town does. on her presentation. And as I'm watching this, I'm like, what is the vetting process for working at CU? Because we have literally only have monsters that we've seen yeah. as as professors, you know? We had yeah. Lucinda, we had Corey, Finley. We had that business guy who tried to seduce Valerie. You know, now we got this lady. It's like everyone we see is just like out for blood at yeah. CU. Yeah. I, it's like a den of vipers and then Chancellor Arnold, yeah. who's like the goofiest goof of all. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, the professor's talking about, uh, you know, well, you didn't think of this and this and good luck with that and blah, blah, blah. So, um I guess for the pre- for the project, they had to like come up with a business idea and think about you yeah. know present how they would go about making the business. Mm-hmm. So the professor tells the class that she's very disappointed in everyone's presentations so far. They've been sure. a, a real letdown, and she singles out Donna and is like, "Donna, you better be the most ready you've ever been tomorrow yeah. <laughs> for this presentation." Yeah. yeah. So now Donna is like, well, like, should I go to New Orleans? Because I, you know, what about my presentation? Crazy, crazy. I was just in New Orleans earlier this year for a library conference. And just the flight there from New York was an ordeal. And then like the airport so far away from downtown where they were and everything, also an ordeal. I can't even imagine like adding in all of the jet lag, even keeping in mind the in the 90s, you know, you could you could walk a chainsaw onto a plane, you know, with an open beer wearing your shoes and it was fine. Like, even if you take all that out of it, just the logistics alone, she would at least be tired. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like crazy. It's crazy. But David convinces her to go um, and they share a kiss in the hallway and Professor Langley walks by and like looks at them mm-hmm. disapprovingly. Not at my school. How dare two college kids kiss? Yeah, I know. At the student union, Steve is talking with Claire about the whole Hall of Fame thing and his mom coming into town. He also asks if he can stay at the beach house for a while because everyone is sick at the Walsh house. 
And they talk about their parents, because if you remember, their parents are together, as last Hot week. Item. Power couple. Yes, as last we knew. And Claire says that her dad talks about Samantha all the time and that he's, you know, very mm-hmm. smitten with her. And Steve's like, huh, my mom hasn't mentioned him, <laughs> like, at mm-hmm. all. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, I'm just going to put weird. it out there right now. I feel that Claire is fully out of line about this whole thing. I agree. The whole time. I agree. I don't really think she has a leg to stand on because Steve's not even being like, no, my mom is great. He's being like, what do you want me to do about it? They they have some adult relationship and either it works or it doesn't. It's not like he's saying his mom's not doing anything. He's yeah. just saying, not up to me, you know? Yeah. And he and she, they, the writers, keep trying to make it like there's an issue with Steve and Claire. And that's why Claire is being this way. But it's right. just not, it's not done well. There hasn't been enough lead up right. to that, I don't think. No, no. And I think if they leaned more into Claire's like mama trauma about like not being over her mom's death and stuff like and you know, I think they touch on that a a little bit more later. But like, if that was the issue that there's this new lady and, you know, she could be unreasonably upset. But I don't think that she's shown to be unreasonably upset. I feel like what the writing is putting forward is that like they both have a valid point here. And I just don't think she does. Yeah, I agree. At the Walsh house, Valerie and Kelly are both like ordering Brandon around. They're like, Brandon, can you yeah. bring me this? Brandon, can you bring me that? I could have used more of that. I could have used more of that. Yeah. Bells ringing in different rooms, Brandon <laughs> running around. So Brandon goes to Kelly's room first and he, he went to the store. He's got like a tray full of stuff for the two of them. And Kelly says that Brandon should go to Steve's mom's event without her, though she's very sad she can't go. Valerie then comes in the room and is like, hey, I know I'm like a second class citizen around here, but can I get my juice? I really need my juice. Yep. (laughs) So and they have, you know, Kelly and Valerie have kind of a little like moment there. Mm -hmm. And Valerie goes back to her room and Brandon's like, she's trying. Like she she says, I hope you feel better. And Brandon's like, see, she's trying. And Kelly's like, she only tries when you're around. Yeah. After the all the stuff that happened last time with Kelly's dinner and the journal reading and everything, I feel like we're being a lot cooler with Valerie than is reasonable. Yeah. At Kelly Donna Claire's, Claire and Steve are ready for the Hall of Fame event. And yeah. Chancellor Arnold arrives, but Samantha is not with him. He uh, says that there were other plans, that the network sent a limo for her and the other stars, and so yeah. they're just going to meet her there. So Steve goes to the bathroom and Claire and Chancellor Arnold talk a little bit. And he says that Samantha didn't even tell him about this change of plans. Um, He just showed up at the hotel. He showed up at the hotel and yeah, Yeah. she was, or she was on her way out. She's being awful. There's no question about that. Yeah. And he says he also has, you know, been reading the soap tabloids and there's this hot new guy on her show and mm. she seems kind of distant. So he's just a little yeah. worried about it. And yeah. Claire then fills Steve in and is like, your mom's being awful. What are you going to do about it? Yeah. Kind of thing. And he's like, oh, all right. In New Orleans, Donna and David have made it <laughs> to New Orleans. And they really did, you know, I was I was geeking out a little bit because I kept doing establishing shots and I was like, I was just there. I did recognize that it was fun. Well, they like their hotel room and Nick, another romance trope. I love one bed. Oops, one bed. bed. There's only one bed. Yeah. 
So yeah, what are you going to do? Yeah. Donna says that this is, she was told this is the room where Tennessee Williams wrote a streetcar named Desire. Probably not true, but that's what she was told. Yeah, probably not. And she says, it's exciting going places you've never been, isn't it? And and David's like, oh yeah, it's very exciting. Uh, (laughs) I know what he's thinking about. And then he says, you know, I tried to get a room with twin beds, but they didn't have any available. Yeah. Yeah, and she's like, that's ah, fine. We, you know, we've slept in the same bed yeah. before. And then she goes in the bathroom to freshen up and he takes another like hard look at his box of condoms. <laughs> yeah, he's and like, yep, there they are. The music is they like, that's David's condom theme. <laughs> at the Walsh house, Valerie joins Kelly in the living room where she's trying to watch TV and they have classic back and forth at each other where basically they call each other sluts. I mean, they don't say the word slut, but that's basically what they're saying about each other. I think they do say slut, don't they? I feel like one of them is like, you're a bigger slut than I ever was. I feel like the word slut is thrown about. Is it? One calls the other Heidi Fleiss, and I had to look that up. She was apparently a famous Hollywood madam. So there you go. Oh, okay. I didn't know who she was either. Well, now you know. Brandon kind of interrupts their bickering. He's all, you know, dressed up and he's like, I'm heading out. Please don't kill each other. <laughs> so Kelly gives the remote to Valerie and she's like, I, I don't feel like watching TV anymore. So here's the remote. Valerie says, oh, that's so considerate of you, considering it's my house. And Kelly's like, oh, really? I thought this was Brandon's house. Oh. Back in New Orleans, they are meeting with Monica's manager, some some business I person. So. I don't know who it was. Yeah. And they're talking about how everything is hot in New Orleans. That's yeah, for sure. Including Donna. Yeah. And they get these really like comically large drinks. <laughs> Hurricanes. Yeah. Hurricanes. Yeah. And uh they're ha- they're having a good old time. In New this Orleans. is what I'm saying. Like, even if Donna can make it back in time to do her presentation, she's going to be jet lagged and full of like colored liquor. She's just not going to be in the zone. And beignets, obviously. Yeah. But <laughs> obviously. It's terrible, terrible idea. Yep. Back at the Hall of Fame ceremony for the Hartley House, they're watching the clip that we've seen before on this show. The classic clip. I know. <laughs> where Samantha is telling her child co-star um that she loves yes chucky that she loves him yeah yeah she does the thing about how babies were made i think that is the only clip we've seen from the hartley house but i don't think we've seen it since that like season two like steve runs off to new mexico episode so you know they paid good money for season two it was really early i think it was season two it was very early then Samantha's called to the stage to give her speech, and she talks about how she wanted the role so bad. She like stole all the scripts, and nobody else could audition. I'm Samantha. Steve, while she's talking, tries to like talk to Brandon about the whole Chancellor Samantha issue, and yeah. Brandon's like, "You should just not get in. The- like you and Claire should know not to get in the middle of it. Like they're adults. These are facts. Yeah, these are facts." So after her speech, she gives Chancellor Arnold a hug and he congratulates her. And then he asks her to dance, but she has to go to she has to meet with yeah. people who want her to do a, a show of some kind. So, right. I think the thing is here, it's just like a lack of communication because she is working like she's at a business function. It makes sense. But I think the fact that she's just not being like, hey, this isn't going to be a fun night. You know? Yeah. Like, 
Mama's got to get some coin. Yeah. And she just doesn't say it. So. Yeah. So Claire is upset that she's blowing off her dad, basically. And, you know, Steve's like, you guys just need to get over it. Like, this is the business. This is how these things go. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, then, and then Claire's like, are we talking about our parents or us? And I was like, when did we switch to talking about you? <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> and no, yeah. you're not having the same issues that they are. It doesn't make sense. Not at all the same. Back at Kelly. No, this is at the Walsh house. Valerie confronts Kelly and says, yeah. you know, why do you keep acting like you don't know why I yeah. hate you? Like, I was there. You was you were there. Like, you should know why I hate you. And then we get this flashback. Yeah. Flashback. Okay. <laughs> Yes, so we so we get a flashback, and it's the scene from uh, the season five finale, P.S. I Love You, where Brandon's just gotten uh, pulled over for driving Valerie's car, and he found the pot, and everybody's mad, and the I Choose Me stuff has happened, and Brandon and Valerie start making out, and then the scene is cut. So I wasn't sure if what we were seeing was, like, additional footage or if it was, like, actually new stuff. And I went and watched, and they don't line up, so it's clearly redone the dialogue is slightly different and the clothes are similar, but not a hundred percent. Like Valerie's got white shoes on one and black shoes in the original. Noticeably her shirt is not a button shirt in the original, but it's a button shirt this time. Yeah. So she can walk into the scene with Kelly being like, let me just put these away. <laughs> so it's definitely uh it's definitely all new footage, but they did a pretty good job. Yeah. I think if, I mean, if you didn't go back and watch it, I wouldn't, have known what was yeah, original or I not. Think that's what I mean. Like the, the hair and everything looked right to me. And I, I just assumed that we were seeing that. So. Yeah. So in yeah, the original, does, does she show up at the door and act like she's buttoning up her blouse at all? No, no. Okay. No buttons on the shirt in the original. No, the original is, is pretty much just the end of the scene. Like, did you see the sale sign? Yeah. Well, a lot can happen in two weeks. Make out. And the makeout is just credits. That's all we get. Really short. So we see a little oh. bit before. All the conversation they had before about, yes, we should just be friends and everything new. And then Kelly interrupting also new. It doesn't gotcha. really gel with what they said at the start of season six, if you recall. Brandon was like, listen, Val, as soon as we started taking our clothes off, we started laughing because like we're we're family. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And that's not really, you know, what we're seeing now. So whatever, a little bit of a retcon. Yeah. So in this flash flashback, which is Valerie's version, they kiss on the couch and then the doorbell yeah. rings. Brandon goes to the door. It's Kelly. Valerie walks over and like acts like she's or does up her shirt. I don't know. I don't know yeah. how unbuttoned it was when they were making out. And so then Brandon goes outside and talks to Kelly and Kelly kisses him and says, you know, I'm still in love with you. I've made such a terrible mistake. And yeah. he says, it's too late. I'm in love with Valerie. Yeah. And she says, if you like, if you sleep with Valerie, I can't, I don't know what I'll do to myself. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. And that she's still in love with him. And she says, you know, if you really care about me, then you won't, yeah. uh, you won't do this. So that's that's what Valerie thinks happened. Mm -hmm. And Kelly thinks Which that's is a big hilarious. When she didn't yeah. hear it. Kelly Valerie didn't hear any of that. So it's nope. a weird didn't wait, hear it, didn't okay. see it. Um so yeah, Valerie thinks that she's lying 
because Kelly's like, that's crazy. That's not what happened at mm-hmm. all. Mm-hmm. And Kelly's like, well, you can always ask Brandon if you, wa- if you really want to know what happened. Mm-hmm. Back at the Hall of Fame ceremony, uh, everyone has, you know, the crowd has pretty much gone home. Brandon's still hanging around. Chancellor Arnold's still hanging around. Moping like Charlie Brown over there, like, sitting alone. Oh. Yeah. Steve tells Brandon, like, Brandon's like, if I go home, Kelly and Valerie are there. And Steve's like, well, I'm going to tell you what you told me. Don't get in the middle of it. Mm -hmm. Samantha tells Chancellor Arnold that it's time for another party. Didn't I tell you that, oops, there's an after party after this party? Yeah. And now Chancellor Arnold is, is... pretty angry like he he finally is like well enough is enough and samantha says you know i knew this would happen we come from two different worlds and you just don't understand and he says i understand like i don't need to understand to know like what common courtesy is you've been you know you've been blowing me off and she says you're embarrassing me and i won't stand for it yeah, you know, which I didn't take as necessarily a breakup, but I guess yeah, it well, is a breakup. Well, now Claire is like, your mom just dumped my dad. Do something about yeah. it. And Steve's like, what am I supposed to do? Right, I know. So Claire uh, goes to drive her dad home, and Brandon goes with Steve. Back at the Walsh house, now Kelly comes to Valerie's room to talk to her. Yeah. And she, in the, in what Kelly says happened, she says she told Brandon to call her. Is this, did, we, did I yeah. skip it? Did we already have both flashbacks? I don't, no, I don't think so. Oh, no, we're right. about to have another one. So, okay. yeah, so what happened was Brandon said that he would call her, but he never did. So Kelly wants to know what happened between he and Valerie after she left. Right. And Kelly's like, here's how I think it went. And Kelly, uh, we get another flashback of Valerie telling Brandon, well, Kelly's going to Dylan's now because you dumped her. So now she's going over there to Dylan's. Yeah. And, and so Brandon and Valerie get busy again. <laughs> I think I did skip. Don't we see Kelly? Kelly, we have another flashback where Kelly says what actually happened. Yeah. So we see earlier, we see two flashbacks. Oh, we right. see what okay, Valerie okay, yeah. thinks happened. And then we see what yeah. Kelly, Kelly kind says of actually story. happened, yeah. which, which is she says, Kelly says that she said, I'm still in love with you, but I want you to be happy. So if you want to be with Valerie, I'm not going to stand in your way. And that's what right. Valerie thinks she's lying about. She's like, yeah. you didn't do yeah. that. There's no way you did that. Yeah, which does seem a little surprising, but yeah. <laughs> who knows? So Valerie is like, yep, that's what happened. We got together after you left and it was great. But Kelly says, well, you said earlier I ruined the night that you two were supposed to be get together. Right. So why did you say that if you two hooked up? And so Valerie then says, you know, nothing happened between the two of us. Like, stop rubbing it in. I know it was your fault because after he came back in, back in, I tried everything to get him to sleep with me, and he yeah. and he wouldn't do it. And he said yeah. it was because we're brother and sister. 
So then she starts kind of like, you know, talking in circles. She says, you know, he was the love of my life. And Kelly's like, well, yeah. you've said every single person was the love of your life. Right. So she didn't mention Dylan. She was like yeah. Tom, Colin, Brandon. She didn't mention Dylan. And I felt like that should have been in there. But okay. Yeah. So then Valerie says, you're trying to take away the only family I have. And Kelly's like, well, is he your lover or is he your family? Because you shouldn't be mixing those two. And Valerie's like, get out. Valerie has a really strong reaction. And I think because of the revelations that we've just had about the abuse she suffered. Yeah. Her reaction there is really like hurt. And it's like an unguarded moment. I thought it was really solid acting. Yeah. Yeah. You can see like the change in her face. Oh, sure. So she's she's not playing around anymore. Mm Mm-mm. Back in New Orleans, David and Donna are heading back to their hotel, and Donna's talking about how she noticed on the way there that there were houses with nothing on the outside, but secrets on the inside. I don't know. It was stupid. It was, an, it was a nonsense thing to say. It was yeah. nonsense. And again, we get uh, everything is hot in New Orleans, especially Donna this evening. Yeah. Back at the Walsh house, Brandon returns from the event. And goes to check on Kelly. And Kelly, like, kisses him. You're going to get him sick. What's wrong with you? Yeah, that is true. But she says the kiss is for not sleeping with Valerie. Oh. So, (laughs) good for Brandon. I'm kind of glad that we... Like, I'm not satisfied by this, like, everything that's come out around this. But I'm glad that we went back to the Brandon-Valerie kiss. Because it really felt like this huge cliffhanger that they were just like, oh, yeah, never mind. So I'm glad, especially, I mean, almost two full seasons later, that was the end of season five, Valerie's first year. Yeah, know? yeah. So two full seasons to later me, to kind of go back and dig into it is, you know. Yeah, to me, it feels weird to be like, the reason she hates Kelly is because she's been pining for Brandon this whole time. I don't know. I didn't buy that either. And I also feel like early on, there was a whole thing about Kelly blabbing something she overheard. Remember, Valerie was mad at Kelly for telling people about her dad or something. Yeah. There was something early on that was another reason why she was mad. But yeah, this whole Valerie thinks Brandon is the love of her life thing didn't really. That's what I mean. It wasn't. I'm glad that we talked about it more, but it wasn't satisfying. Yeah. Because I feel like it still didn't really address what was actually happening. Yeah, I agree. Back at Kelly Donna Claire's. Claire is Claire and Steve are getting ready for bed and Claire is upset that Steve is kind of, you know, dismissing the whole thing. He's like, you know, they're adults. He'll get over it. But she's like, he's devastated. And (laughs) and they argue. And finally, Claire decides to go sleep on the couch. Again, I'm not that sympathetic for her. Yeah, I'm not either. Back in New Orleans, David and Donna are making out in their hotel room on their one bed. The kissing was loud in this scene. Hmm. It was loud and okay. Okay. slobbery. Good note. Good note. And so right as things, you know, start to get going, Donna says, you know, they need to stop. And this is where David's like, uh, you know, you can't go through with it, can you? And she's like, yeah, I really thought that I could, but I guess I can't. And I'm like, oh, I yeah. guess they like talked about this right. beforehand. Right. Conversation that would have been helpful to see. Yeah. So they have a talk about, you know, 
she she doesn't she doesn't know what's right anymore. Like they've been together for so long, they've waited so long, they've been patient. David's like, what else do I need to do to like prove? What do I need to do? And she says that she doesn't know. She doesn't have an answer. She's really pulling a snarky uh, with her too. Yeah, yeah. He's kind of like, oh, for the wedding night probably will be too soon. So maybe after we've been married a couple years. Yeah, I don't know. Just kind of a. Yeah. He does apologize, but it's kind of a mean thing to do. Yeah. He's like, it's okay. I just need to be more patient. But I mean, this reaction David has is better than past reactions. True. All right. Next day. Uh-oh. Who could have foreseen this? They overslept. The alarm yeah. clock didn't go off. And now they're running yeah. late. Certainly no wake up calls in that hotel. No way. No, not even the time change can save them. Mm-mm. Nope. Back at Kelly Donna Claire's, Steve and Claire are both up very early. Neither of them slept. And Steve says, you know, our parents aren't our responsibility. And he eventually says, like, I know my mom was being this, this and this. Like, I understand. And Claire says, well, why did you spend all night defending her? And Steve's like, because she's my mom. But also, he didn't defend her. He, he didn't never really was defend like, she's her. She's not doing anything wrong. He's saying like, I can't control her, and she was working. Like, he's not like, no, your dad was wrong. You know, he just really doesn't. So, yeah, yeah, I was not sympathetic to Claire. Yeah, and he's like, you know, she can hurt people. Like, I know that better than anyone because she's hurt me a lot. Mm-hmm. And Claire says, "Well, I'm sorry, you have a screwed up relationship with your parents, but my dad is all I have." Yeah. Which is a, a low blow for no reason. It is. It is. Well, I mean, it's like a double dig because she's saying, like, first of all, Steve doesn't count as someone that she has. And she's really like twisting a knife into something that's like deeply painful to Steve, as we've seen many yeah. times over the years. Yeah. And that's what he said. He He's like, well, if your father's all you have, then like, where does that leave me? Mm-hmm. Back at the Walsh house, Valerie is feeling much better. And they kind of talk, Brandon and Valerie kind of talk about what she told Kelly, which is that nothing happened between them. Mm -hmm. And then Valerie says, I thought she was going to ask what happened between him and Kelly when they talked. But instead of doing that, she says, you know, I'm really going to miss Kelly next year when she goes to New York. Yes. Oh, did you not know that she applied for Columbia? And he didn't know. I I did want Brandon and Valerie to close the loop on this. That This was what I was kind of waiting for. I thought this scene was going to be kind of like, what happened? Why didn't we? Or it just kind of like a, you know, define the relationship kind of thing. And they, they didn't do it. And Valerie just goes back to her old ways. Yeah, I know. It made me feel like, like, what was this episode for? Because I thought that she and yeah. Kelly were going to like come to some yeah. minor understanding. But right, she chooses violence. <laughs> yeah. Once again. <laughs> In business class, Donna arrives as the class is ending. She has missed her opportunity to present. And Professor Langley lets her have it. She is like... No good reason. Donna's got no good reason. It was not an obligation. It wasn't something out of her control. Like, she chose to do something pretty reckless. So as hardcore as Langley is, I was kind of on her side on this one. Yeah. I, I hate it for you. She's like, I've worked on this for weeks. And she's like, oh, well, sorry. Yeah. Well, you knew the time. Yep. Um, and she says, 
that I suggested you do well on your finals because that's your last chance to pass. And Donna's like, I need this class to graduate. Donna Martin graduates. She only needs that class? I feel like, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe maybe it's the only thing filling that one requirement. You never know. Yeah. I'm kind of wondering if her, if Langley has like a vendetta against her mom or something. It feels like there's history there. Donna makes a point of saying that Langley is mean. Yeah, Langley's mean, but she particularly hates Donna. And that does seem a little true. Yeah. At the Peach Pit After Dark, Derek Driscoll from Bill Taylor Investments stops by to talk to Valerie. Mm-hmm. And the whole conversation, Valerie's like, so when do I meet Bill? Like, when is Bill going to be here? (laughs) Yeah. Show me Bill. (laughs) But Derek is the one who apparently handles, you know, the business side of things. So they talk a little bit about Kelly or Val being the owner and how she's like, oh, I'm a really good friend of Kelly. That's how I found you. And um, she's like, well, when can I meet Bill? And he's like, soon. I don't know what her game is here. I don't understand. What is her no game? Idea. I feel like she's no going to lose. I feel like she's going to lose the peach bit over Maybe. her pride and yeah. foolishness. <laughs> speaking, speaking of the peach pit, the one little thing we got of Nat was him being like, Val, someone's here to see you. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> it was like a little Nat cameo. Yeah. The last scene is at the Walsh house. Brandon arrives home and Kelly is there. She took one more day off school to recuperate. And Bra- Kelly's gone to classes about three times in yeah. the last four years. Yeah. Brandon brings up Columbia and she's like, yeah, I applied and got in, but I'm not going. Like that was before you and Tracy broke up. Like right. I'm not going anymore. And so Brandon's like, oh, well, Valerie's the one who told me. And she's like, well, she probably read it in my diary. Like, how much more proof do yeah. you need? And then yeah. she kind of lays down an ultimatum. She's like, both of us cannot live in this house. Yeah. And Brandon's like, but Brandon, she's family. Don't make me do this. Brandon does seem really pained by it, though, which I thought was nice. But I mean, Kelly's not wrong. It's, it's completely it won't work, you know? Yeah. I feel like they could do a switcheroo and have Valerie live at Kelly Donna Claire's oh, yeah. and it would be fine. Why not? It yeah. Would be. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. that's the episode. Okay. Verdicts, Kendra, what'd you think? I don't know. New Orleans shenanigans. That didn't make any sense. Claire being the way she was for no reason. This is a pattern. Like Claire's been like that a bunch when it comes to this thing. So it's nothing new. Yeah. I liked it. I thought it was a pretty good episode. It was meh on it. I okay. Think. Meh. Meh. All right. Did you have a 90210 snap? Um, I think, I don't know. I might give it to Claire telling Steve, like, I'm sorry, you have a screwed up relationship with your parents. Yeah. Yeah, that was pretty bad. I'm going to I'm going to go for the love of my life speech between uh, Kelly and Valerie. I yeah. felt like that one was pretty intense. So That's a good I one, too. That makes sense. No. I had a good time with it. And this was one where I wanted to watch the next episode, but I didn't. <laughs> so I switched and I, cause I was sick and I was like laying around on the couch all weekend. So I switched to some CW 90210. Cause we're, we're getting there. We're, so we're going to be doing there. A little, doing a little revisit, but yeah, no, I thought it was good. All right. Well, Kendra next time right here uh, for episode 29, it's mother's day. <gasps> 
And until then, you can catch me every, every other week on the Sandorian Life, a Star Wars podcast from the Radio Meanwhile Network, where we're talking about the 2003 micro series, The Clone Wars, which Ooh. is very cool. Nice. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. What about you, Kendra? I miss Musebox 91, and I uh, have another podcast called 90s Music Got Me Like, where we talk music. Any day now. Any day. Any day now. I can feel it. It's happening. I can feel it. <laughs> okay. Well, until it does, 9021, here we go. Here we go. We go.